Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast, brought to you by RTL Today. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our first series. Today we're turning the tables and looking at the story of immigration to Luxembourg. We'll look at the first modern wave of immigration in the late 19th century, the arrival of the Portuguese in the 1970s, the status of Luxembourg's neighbourly residents, and we'll finally delve into government statistics to find out more about recent changes in the Grand Duchy's demographics. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. With foreigners accounting for a record 48% of the total population of Luxembourg in 2018, it's reasonable to expect that native Luxembourgers will soon become a minority in their own country. It wasn't always like this, however. The influx of people into Luxembourg in recent years is a far cry from the 19th century, when, as we have previously explored, an estimated 70,000 Luxembourgers left the Grand Duchy for the New World, some with more success than others. Now, The first to arrive in Luxembourg were the Italians. The drawn-out process of Italian unification in the 19th century had brought the peninsula under a single political system, but it could not mask the great disparities between the wealthy north of the country and the impoverished south known as the Mezzogiorno. Southern Italy was overpopulated and underdeveloped, resulting in high levels of unemployment and mass emigration. Most of those who left went to the United States or Argentina, but an important number would find themselves crossing the Alps to work in the booming industrial fields of Luxembourg. What were these booming industries? The answer is iron and steel. The Industrial Revolution, originating in 18th century Britain, did not really take off in Luxembourg until after it had joined the Zollverein, the German Customs Union, in 1842. Large deposits of iron ore were discovered in the south in the mid-19th century, and by the 1880s a number of steel companies had been founded in the areas around Rodange and Dudelange. Between 1886 and 1914, the iron and steel industries in Luxembourg boomed, resulting in the wholesale industrialization of the country, and the impact of this economic transformation was keenly felt in the Grand Duchy's demographic makeup, because these new businesses needed workers. Now, most of the top-level managerial and engineering positions were held by Germans with experience in the sector, but with native Luxembourgers emigrating in droves, there was a real shortage of manual labour. To resolve this problem, the iron and steel industries would be forced to look for workers outside the Grand Duchy, sparking the first stream of immigrants to Luxembourg. And it was the Italians who came. The 1890s saw a dramatic rise in the Italian population in Luxembourg, from around 450 in 1890, to 7,500 in 1900 and over 10,000 in 1910. With the help of Italian labour, tiny Luxembourg became one of the world's largest producers of cast iron and steel in the build-up to the First World War. And the legacy of the steel industry is still strong in the country today. ArcelorMittal, one of the country's top employers and the world's largest producer of steel, is headquartered in Luxembourg City. Italians continued to live in Luxembourg throughout the 20th century, although global instability caused their numbers to fluctuate dramatically. Both the First and the Second World Wars resulted in substantial drops in the Italian population as they left the country, presumably to fight. The post-war years saw Italians returning to Luxembourg, especially after 1945, when the rebuilding of the Grand Duchy required a large amount of labour. The total number of Italians peaked at 23,490 in 1970, after which numbers declined steadily until the mid-2000s. Since then, Italians have once again started to arrive in healthy numbers, perhaps as a consequence of the Great Recession of 2008, which hit Italy particularly hard. As of 2019, there were 22,465 Italians living in Luxembourg, making up a total of 3.7% of the population. Italians are thus the third largest foreign nationality in the country, behind only neighbouring France and Portugal. And it's the Portuguese we'll be looking at next. 
For new arrivals to Luxembourg, it can be a bit of a surprise to discover that almost one in six residents of the country are Portuguese nationals. The Portuguese influence is everywhere in Luxembourg, from the music scene and Sagres beers in the supermarkets, to piri-piri restaurants and football clubs like FC Ham Benfica. And although it seems to have gone unnoticed so far, this year will mark the 50th anniversary of the bilateral accords that spurred on the wave of Portuguese immigration. So why does Luxembourg have such a large Portuguese community? Well, the Luxembourgish Grand Ducal family is, funnily enough, of partly Portuguese descent. Bilateral relations between Portugal and Luxembourg were established in 1891, but the most important relationship between the two nations before 1970 was a personal one. In 1893, hereditary Grand Duke William of Luxembourg married Mariana of Braganza, daughter of the deposed King Miguel of Portugal. The couple would go on to have six daughters, including Grand Duchesses Mary Adelaide and Charlotte, the latter of whom was the grandmother of current Grand Duke Henry. Furthermore, Portugal would also prove a safe haven for Grand Duchess Charlotte as she escaped the Nazi invasion in the summer of 1940. She spent a number of weeks in Cascais, near Lisbon, before moving on to Britain. But Portugal was not a great place to live in the mid-20th century. By the 1960s, it had been suffering under the authoritarian rule of Prime Minister Antonio de Oliveira Salazar for over 30 years. Salazar's Estado Novo, or New State, was a corporatist state in some ways similar to Mussolini's rule in Italy. Envisioning Portugal as a pluricontinental country, Salazar's regime was extremely reluctant to relinquish its control over its colonies in Africa and Asia. Its refusal to hand over power to independence movements in Angola, Portuguese Guinea and Mozambique led to the various conflicts known collectively as the Portuguese Colonial War from 1961 onwards. The war led many Portuguese to flee conscription and also exacerbated pre-existing economic problems, as the costs of supplying a colonial war spiralled. Thus, even before 1970, some Portuguese had begun to arrive in Luxembourg without proper authorization. With Italian immigration slowing and even beginning to reverse, and native Luxembourgers increasingly turning towards the emerging financial sectors, the Luxembourgish government was aware that the country required an influx of foreign workers. In that vein, in May 1970, Luxembourg and Portugal signed a bilateral agreement which would allow Luxembourgish companies to recruit Portuguese workers, primarily in the construction industry. By the time of the census of December 1970, the population of Portuguese in Luxembourg had shot up to 5,780. None had been recorded in 1960. Now, it has been argued that Luxembourg was especially keen on attracting Portuguese migrants, as they were predominantly white and Catholic, rather than, for example, Muslim Turks, who were beginning to arrive in large numbers in Germany. That didn't entirely work out as they had planned, however, as a substantial population of Cape Verdean Portuguese did end up arriving in Luxembourg. The initial waves of Portuguese workers were eventually allowed to bring their families with them, leading to the development of a settled expatriate community in Luxembourg. In some cases, whole villages apparently travelled en masse from Portugal to Luxembourg to take advantage of greater economic opportunities. By 1981, the Portuguese population had surged to almost 30,000, and by 2011, the total was over 80,000. The Portuguese are concentrated in the northeast, where they account for up to 45% of the population in the town of La Rochette, as well as in the southeast around Escheralzette and Diffedange, and in the capital. Growth has slowed in recent years, with official statistics recording a slight drop from 96 to 95,000 in 2019, although the Portuguese consulate has estimated that the real number is closer to 120,000. And a large proportion, almost 25%, of the Portuguese in Luxembourg were born in the country, demonstrating the enduring roots of the community. The second largest population of foreign residents in Luxembourg is now the French, with 47,000 residents. 
but historically, the French population has been extremely small. It took until 1960 to reach 5,000 and until 2001 to reach 20,000. It's hard to say exactly why the French community was so small up until the 1970s, although Luxembourgers might suggest it has something to do with the traditional stereotype of the French as arrogant and superior. A more nuanced answer would be to point out the fact that France did not share a border with Luxembourg between 1870 and 1918. The new German Empire, established after the Franco-Prussian War of 1870, included the infamous territories of Alsace and Lorraine, the latter of which borders Luxembourg, and it was only when Lorraine was returned to France under the Treaty of Versailles that its border with Luxembourg was restored. In contrast, the German population was quite high in the early 20th century. There were strong economic links between the Grand Duchy and the various states of the German Confederation even before German unification in 1870. And as we spoke about earlier, the development of the iron and steel industries led to a shortage of labour which could only be filled with foreign workers. While Italians carried out most of the heavy lifting, literally, Germans from the Rhineland and the Saar with experience in the sector were brought in as managers and engineers for many of the new industrial plants and mines in Luxembourg. This led to a boom in the German population from 3,500 in 1875 to around 22,000 in 1910. After a fall during World War I, the total recovered to an all-time high of 23,500 in 1930. Then came World War II. The German occupation of Luxembourg from 1940 to 1945 was harsh, with large deportations of the Jewish community and over 10,000 Luxembourgers being forced to fight for the Wehrmacht as the Grand Duchy was incorporated into the Third Reich. As we previously talked about, Crown Princess Antonia, the sister of Grand Duchess Charlotte, refused to ever return to German soil after surviving the concentration camps at Dachau and Sachsenhausen. By 1947, there were only 7,500 Germans left in Luxembourg, and it would take until 2001 for the population to reach 10,000 again. Still to this day, there are only 13,000 Germans residing in the Grand Duchy, mostly in the eastern half of the country and in the capital. Nonetheless, the German influence remains strong as demonstrated by the fact that Luxembourg's two main newspapers, the Wort and the Tageblatt, are published in German. And according to a 2011 survey, 30% of the population still use German either at home, at school or at work. Now Luxembourg's longest border is actually with Belgium, but despite the large historical links between the two countries, the Belgian population has only recently begun to increase significantly. The Belgian province of Luxembourg was only separated from the rest of the Grand Duchy after the Belgian Revolution of 1830, and it is the least densely populated province of Belgium, perhaps explaining why until now there has not been much of a spillover. That said, the communes in Luxembourg, that's Luxembourgish Luxembourg, with the highest proportion of Belgians are indeed those that border Belgian Luxembourg, such as Vinzelo, where 24% are Belgians. Now it's worth bearing in mind that cross-border workers still far outnumber residents for all of Luxembourg's neighbours. There are an estimated 50,000 workers commuting in from both Belgium and Germany, with around 100,000 arriving from France every day. It therefore seems that for Luxembourg's neighbours, the old adage still rings true. There's nothing like home. And cheap rent. Not all foreign residents moved to Luxembourg because their job took them here, however. The violent breakup of Yugoslavia in the 1990s resulted in a wave of refugees arriving in Western Europe. An initial group of mainly Bosnian refugees arrived in the Grand Duchy in 1992 and 1993, but Luxembourg actually lacked proper legislation on asylum until 1996. The outbreak of the Kosovo War would have much larger consequences, as over 4,000 refugees from the Balkans fled to Luxembourg over 1998 and 1999. By 2001, over 11,000 people from the former Yugoslavia were residing in Luxembourg. Many have since remained in Luxembourg, but with the conflict subsiding, 
it has become far harder for people from the new nations of Serbia, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Bosnia and Herzegovina and Kosovo to seek asylum. On the other hand, Croatians and Slovenians, as EU nationals since 2013 and 2004 respectively, have found it much easier to continue to settle in Luxembourg in recent years. The refugee crisis that began in earnest in 2015 has seen millions of migrants crossing the Mediterranean to seek safety, asylum or a better life in Europe. Conflicts such as the Afghanistan and Iraq wars, as well as the Syrian civil war and the war against ISIS, have displaced huge numbers of Syrians, Iraqis and Afghans over the last 20 years, and many have since ended up in Luxembourg. The Syrian and Iraqi populations in the Grand Duchy shot up from 148 and 260 in 2015 to 831 and 771 respectively in 2016, although it should be noted that not all of these are necessarily refugees. Since then, Syrians have been joined by an increasing number of asylum seekers from Isaias Afverki's brutal dictatorship in Eritrea. Today, there are around 2,000 Syrians, 1,000 Iraqis, 800 Eritreans and about 500 Afghans living in the Grand Duchy. Now, this isn't the place to evaluate how successful Luxembourg's integration of refugees has been. But as anecdotal evidence, check out Shish, a pop-up restaurant started by a Syrian resident that has settled in Limpitzburg. Finally, spare a thought for the eight residents who are their country's only representative in Luxembourg as of 2019. There's only one person in the Grand Duchy from Botswana, Brunei, Djibouti, Equatorial Guinea, Palestine, Qatar, Samoa and San Marino. In the unlikely case that one of them is listening to this, well, I salute you. Overall, from Italians to Portuguese to Syrians and a Samoan, Luxembourg is one of the most international countries in the world, and that seems sure to continue in the coming years. That's all we've got for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was written, adapted and hosted by Tom Tutton. Produced by Martin Johnson and brought to you by RTL Today.